And it's now 8.04, Wednesday night, with Simcha and Nasi on the radio. How are you, everybody? It's Wednesday night. That's right. That's how you know it's Wednesday night, because here I am. This week went so fast. It really did. It really did. It was very, very, very fast. And we are on the air, and we're going to be talking about... Well, what, 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 what? Last week we spoke about Avram Avinu not taking things for granted, lecha, and all that stuff. But these parshas are like so jam packed by arrows, like, but like a lot of, a lot of good stuff. But one of the things that I was speaking to somebody said, like, what's a really important topic to speak about with kids? Um, and of course, anybody that has any any questions or any issues about bullying, call up. We'll talk about it, we'll bring it up, and we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to work on eradicating this whole terrible thing. But what I want to talk about is, is taking things for granted. I mean, appreciating what we have and whether we do or whether we don't. And there's so many things to appreciate. And a lot of times we end up having to lose something in order to appreciate it and why do we have to, Hashem gives us everything, and if we don't appreciate it every day, and we don't say thank you every day, and that's what brachas are about. So if we don't appreciate what we have, then a lot of times we have to learn lessons. And we, don't want to, we don't want to live our lives that way. But there are so many things to appreciate. Um, you know, I knew, I, 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 I was once working with a kid who, couldn't go to school because he had some sort of condition which he wasn't allowed to be exposed to any type of germs. And when he heard that there were kids like didn't want to go to school, he said, like, that's the craziest thing. He said he would do anything to be able to go to school. He would be do anything to be able to have friends to talk to, places to go. So it's all it's all about that. It's all about that. All right, we have a call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hello? How are you? Very good. What, what? It's, it's me and my brother, Ethan. Okay. How are you and your brother? We're very good. Very good. Yeah, very good. Um, I just wanted to tell you that um, every night before I go to bed, I have a book with um, ABCs down, and every single day I would write, I would write, I would write um, something that I was thankful for. I just wanted to tell you that. That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing you do. And I'm going to repeat it in case anybody didn't hear or understand. She has a book, and every night she writes down something Today? that she's thankful uh, for. And you know well, what? That's today. Uh, ten, um, today, um, I I got a flu. Yesterday, I got a flu shot, and um, I told everyone that I had a flu shot, and people were keeping touching my arm, so I told them stop. But but they're keeping touching it because of my left arm. They're um, and they're used to um, touching my left arm. So then, um, not one of my friends. He said, "Oh, oops, oops." Oops, and I try to avoid it, and I don't know how to do it. Well, that, a lot of times kids will act silly like that. I don't think that they, mean, they meant anything wrong or they meant to be mean. I think kids just sometimes horse around. And okay. I think that your arm's going to feel better tomorrow, and it's not going to be a problem. Okay? Hello. Yeah, he just doesn't know what to say. He's just so excited that he's on the radio. That's Yay! fine. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's all right. And uh, I was happy to hear his flu shot story, but I hope that it's a good thing to get a flu. By the way, it's a good thing to get flu shots because you don't want to get a flu. But, um, but anyways, yeah. that's a great story. And I think that if we would practice 
saying thank you for things, but just appreciating things every day, then we would, it's really a really great way to be. And you're going to grow up to be a really great adult because Hashem's going to send you tremendous you. bracha if you are always thankful. Okay? Thank, thank you for sharing. You, you started the show. Right, you started the show perfectly. Thank you. Okay. What a, what what a good what a good lesson for me for everybody. This is a kid who has a, 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 a has a does something active to to say thank you. You know, I have every day when I daven, I have like a notebook or a piece of paper and a pencil. And the reason why is because a lot of times in Domini, I'll have an inspirational thought or I'll have something that comes to my heart, it comes to my mind. I want to write it down because I don't, if I'm in the middle of Domini and I'm feeling inspired and I'm feeling close to Hashem, I want to write it down because I want to remember it. And it started with one page, two pages. I end up, I have like a whole like notebook full of things. And sometimes when I'm feeling like I want to get close to Hashem, I'll go back and I'll read the things that I wrote and I'll remember what it felt like. And I think that that's a tool for myself. We could start writing things down and, 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 and if, if we have feelings. Hi you're, on, hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, me. Hi, yeah. How are you doing? Um, I just wanted to say something that um, we should really be thankful that Hashem gives us everything because a lot of times when you give something to a person, when a person gives you something and you don't always thank them, they don't want to give back to you. But Hashem, even though you you don't thank him for stuff, he still gives it back to you every single That's day. That's so profound. That is so profound. I'm going to repeat what you said because I want, every, I want to make sure everybody heard it. That That you said that Hashem gives us things regardless. Even if people don't say thank you, Hashem just continuously gives to us. And so when we give to other people, we should have the same attitude. And that's such a that's such a, a unbelievable thought. And I had that thought just before I came here and said, you know what? Hashem really spoils us because he gives us everything without waiting for thank you. Right? Yeah. It comes automatically. And that it, that's why the thank you is so so enormous because the thank you is is it yeah, a person has to like be intelligent to be able to like really realize this and that, that's that's great that's great did you come up with this on your own or did you hear this from somebody um i came up with it on my own that's brilliant that's brilliant you know what it is you come up if you if you think like that then you have a great future then you you have a great future and you should always if a person think you know we think about the things that are important to us a lot of kids will think about what the next toy is going to be or what the next event is going to be. If, you, if you're putting thoughts into Hakar Satov to Hashem, then that's, that's like an unbelievable thing. That's an unbelievable thing. And, that, okay. and I'm sure you got it from your parents and, and, and your family because that doesn't come from the air. Avram Avinu got it from the air, but, but you know what? Good for you. Good for you. Thank you for that great thought. Thank you. Okay, bye. I think that kids nowadays raised the right way, shown the right things, can really, the, the neshama of a kid is so pure and so wholesome. If we could just show them the right things. Look, we had two kids that just started off the show. It just they came up with really deep 
concepts that you know what? I've met many adults that really don't have these concepts. They really don't get these things. There are adults that I know that like that they don't get appreciation at all. Like, what? Wh- why should? Why should I say thank you? I deserve this. You know what? I don't know about. I don't feel like I deserve anything. I think that I'm happy with whatever I have, and I appreciate everything. And I, sometimes I really get nervous. I don't want to lose things that I have. If we get too greedy and we 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 ask for too many things and we you know like we 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 submit lists to remind Shalalim, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. The truth is, my list consists of. I really want to keep what I have. Thank you so much. And I ask humbly if I could please just have a little bit more, but not because I deserve it. I don't know what I deserve. We really don't know what we deserve. But the, the truth is, it's, it's Hashem tells us in the Torah and promises us in certain places what rewards we'll get. For you kids, you kids, if you honor your parents, for example, it says clearly in the Torah, you're going to have a long life if you honor your parents. So not every mitzvah comes with such a great, you know, reward that's promised, but Hashem says it right out. And Hashem says right away, it says that, that, that Hashem's going to, in Shema, we say Hashem's going to give us plenty and 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 and, and abundance and, and and everything if we keep the Torah. So we do have promises from Hashem, but nothing's guaranteed if we if we if we don't you know if 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 we don't if we don't say thank you and part of it is just appreciating. But uh, I think that it's also a very a very it's a very like important concept that as far as making a kiddush Hashem, when when people see us appreciating things and saying thank you and and acknowledging other people, it's a tremendous kiddush Hashem. I I I know somebody that he grew up his whole life in Dubai, which is an Arab country, and he never met a Jew in his life, okay? I was the first Jew that he really ever met, an Orthodox Jew anyways, and he told me that his whole life he grew up, he's not an Arab, he's from a different country, and he was living in Dubai because his father was working there. He said he grew up his whole life thinking the Jews were the worst people in the world. That's what that's the way they were they were he they were described to him. That's what he heard. And he met me and we became friends and he said it's like the furthest thing. He says he can't believe it. He says Jews are like nicer than anybody he ever met. We're we're, we're more respectful and and we're kinder and we're more generous and he just didn't understand. <clears throat> And the truth is that, you know, I was so happy to have the opportunity to make make Kiddush Hashem like that. It's 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 a it's a tremendous tremendous thing. What do you think? <laughs> I caught you by surprise. Nasi, you have something to say on the subject? Yeah, 
Hey, yeah, I agree with whatever you said. That's <laughs> very. Thank you very much. Of course you do. Maybe you can contribute. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention. I'm you sorry. weren't paying attention. So, all right, but I, I, I woke you up. Um, no, we, we, we just. I think that uh, we're just talking about about Kiddush Hashem and whatnot and things like that. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't know how to like refresh my screen. But I don't know if I have any texts. Oh, by the way, you should give a call-in number. The call-in number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Or if you want to text, it's 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And uh, you can text in. I'm still challenging a bully to text me so we can find out how to get into the head of a bully. I want to get into the head of a bully and I want to help a bully. Yeah, that's my goal. It's the help a bully night. <laughs> Is there a bully out there that wants help? Or are you too too uh too perfect to need to be helped? Or I I'm sure deep down that a guy that's a bully or a girl that's a bully knows that they're a bully. I mean when they look at themselves in the mirror, if they brush their teeth, hopefully they do brush their teeth at the end of the day, then they see their face and they say, like, ooh, you're a bully. And that maybe maybe they want to figure out a way of being nicer to people. So I get it if you don't want to call up, you don't want to put your voice on the radio, but if you want to text me, that's 347-927-8398, then I can text you back. But my challenge is, Billy Bully or Barbara Bully, whatever, whoever you are, we we, we want to get into your head and we want to help you. We want to find out what we could do to... Figure out what you need to realize that you don't have to do this to get through life. That's a very big statement. Some people feel that they need to be in control to get through life. They need to be in charge of people to get through life. And that is really, really, really not true. Because the people that get the furthest are the people that don't feel that they have to be in control all the time. Because nobody is in control all the time. There's no such thing. And when somebody thinks that, then nature, or slash the Rabboni Sholem, Hashem, he disguises it as nature, always has a way of showing us. Call in number is 718-683-5858. That's 683 5858. Five, eight. Text is 347 927 8398. You know, when, whenever one of, the, one of the greatest things that takes everybody through life is realizing that, that we do what we can do and not, not to feel that we have to accomplish everything. And, you know, that's very important in school also. Because like when you're taking tests, sometimes the kid will say, I studied so much and I don't know how I'm going to do. You know what? At some point, it's only a test and you do as good as you can do. And that's that. And to stress about it, it just, it's not, it's not worth it. I mean, I'm not talking about, of course, the person that is purposely failing or isn't studying at all, but everybody has abilities, everybody has skills and we can't be good at everything. And 
we have to face that fact sometimes, and it's not a bad thing to face. That I, I get that. I recognize that. I understand I can't do everything that, that I may want to do. And that's just the way it is. And feeling bad about it doesn't help. It really doesn't help. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. And I think that appreciating what we do have is probably part of that whole process. But uh, I, I, someone writes, Hashem is in control all the time. Yup, I do agree with that. That is true. However, he does fool us to allow us to think that we have control because we do have Bechira. We have control over certain things because we determine our destiny. If we, if we make the wrong choices, then we determine our destiny also. Hashem doesn't force us to do mitzvahs. Hashem produces the outcome based on what we do. We have choices. But he's, of course he's always in control. Of course he's always in control and he always has the ability to, to reformat, if you will. I mean, <laughs> the current elections is a perfect, perfect, perfect example. Hashem wanted Donald Trump to be president. So guess what? That's what happened. Every poll said the opposite. Every survey said the opposite. Every newscaster said that. Everybody was sure it was Hillary Clinton all the way. <laughs> the only one that had the real answer was the Kodesh Brooklyn. Nobody, nobody knows who voted. <laughs> who knows? People crawled out from the woodworks. But, 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 but Hashem did it. And I think it's hilarious because it's it's just very funny. Hashem's sense of humor. Because everybody's like, what? How did that happen? Well, it just happened. Hashem made it happen. And that's 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 the best part of believing in God. Um someone writes you, some bullies bully people because it gives them attention, because people look at them since they're cool. But they're not cool. They think they're cool. Cool is fool. They're not cool. They think that they're getting... So I, I, maybe you're trying to tell me that if we give them different kind of attention, you know, you're right. If we give them positive attention for good things that they do, they might not need to bully. But that's why I say if kids will not buy into their way they are and kids will not follow them and kids will not go along with them, they'll eventually have to stop. Because they're not going to continue bullying if nobody buys into it. It's when kids like become their like posse or they become their like, you know, their, 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 their like, you know, their little, uh, uh, I don't know what a good word is for it. But kids like go along with it then the kids are weak and the bully's just being stronger. And it's, that, that's, that's, but if we, if we ourselves are calling this cool, then we're making a big mistake. It's not cool. It's the furthest thing from cool. It's like fool. It's like, it's like really bad. And adults look at it that way. It's, I think the word I use, it's like pathetic. It's, 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 it's like really loser. Loserish. Is there such a word as loserish? I don't know. 
I don't think that there is such. I just invented the word. Okay. It's a loserish type of thing to do. It's like loser like. I don't know. How do you have like an ad, adverb of like, it's, I don't know, whatever. It's a, a, a it's just, it's, it's ugly. It's, it's, it's just not, it's just not good to look at. And if they think that, so they, they think that that's the only way they can get attention. That's, that's too bad. I can bet you if they would, if they would, uh, uh, if they would, if they would, if they would think about it, they would realize that it's not, it's not good attention. How does, no, how does one know if bully? Not sure I get that question. How does someone know? <laughs> oh, this lecture reminded me of Dewey defeating Truman. Yes. Okay. I wasn't alive, but I do remember that because I read about it in the newspaper. That's correct. They actually printed a newspaper saying that Dewey won. But this was a little different because over here we knew. We knew by uh, whatever time that, that Trump won. Those of us who waited up. Anyways, we have a call. No, we don't. Okay. Um, how does someone know if they're a bully? Mm. That's a good question. Well, I think that I'm trying to define it over here. I'm trying to let people know. if you If you find that you're controlling people, and you're telling people what to do. And, well, if you're not nice to somebody and you make fun of somebody and you feel that that's okay, then that's, that's, that's bullying. Or anytime you say, hey, if you don't do this, or if you, like, threaten somebody, or if you use the word as leverage, if you, like, say, like, if you don't do this, I won't be your friend, or I won't, I won't like, you know, let you play. Anybody that's excluding somebody from something is, is being a bully. And adults are bullies too. You know, we need to get what we want without having to use power over people. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's like a, a key thing. And when adult, as adults also, adults don't like to work in a workplace where they get bullied where the boss bullies them and tells them what they have to do and forces them to do things. It doesn't doesn't work because people might do it once or twice, but they won't do it. They, they they'll eventually walk away. You know that that's just not that's just not going to work. The number is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Text is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. You know there are kids who are now adults who still feel bad. And, you know, sometimes you want to go back and you want to tell this person, you know what, you really made me feel horrible. And nobody wants to know that they make people feel bad. I think a lot of it, to answer one of the things I say, why do people bully, people aren't even aware that it's such a bad thing. People don't even realize it. I think that that's just another thing. People just don't get it. Um, and it's something that we, we have to live with and kids need to just be able to realize that it's, it doesn't have to affect you and ruin your life. It, it doesn't. 
you need to move on from it and you need to get other guys together and get other girls together and push past it. But that's just, that's just like, it's like, I'm going to say that like a million times till everybody gets it because that's a fact. Um, my question is like, do schools see it and get involved? Do they, do they realize it? Do they, you know, do, I think that Rebeam might see it, but I think Rebeam and teachers have to like really watch out for this all the time. And they may not see it, but they have to see the telltale signs. Kids who are very quiet, kids who are reserved, kids who are not involved in games. I think that it's responsibility of every teacher to know who's playing at recess and who is not playing at recess, who's involved in the games, kids that are not being part of the games need to like need to get involved in that and figure out what to do about it. Can't can't let these things go. Um because a lot of times and it may not be right, but kids will grow up and they'll say like, but why didn't anybody take care of me? Why didn't anybody help me? And that, uh, and that's exactly what somebody is texting right now. They say, you, you always tell kids to ask adults for help. And this person says, you make it sound like adults are magic, but adults don't have all the solutions. For example, many adults will just say, ignore them when a child complains of being bullied. You are so right. That's why I rely on adults to listen to this show also. And the, 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 the truth is that I, I, I want adults to hear this because the truth, the, a lot of times the answer is just for the kid to hear from an adult that, that they understand and to console the kid and tell the kid it's okay. Adults don't always have the ability to solve a bullying problem. Telling the kid to ignore it, it doesn't work. That's not a solution. Giving the kid words to respond, ways to talk back, that is a solution. And the reason why is because an action always will, will take away a feeling. If we act on something, that's why we have mitzvos, maasios, we do mitzvos, we do actions, actions have a greater effect. If we tell a kid to speak up, to take an action on it, to talk about it, to stand up for themselves, that makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference, and it, 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 it creates a huge difference. So I don't think adults are magic. I don't think adults have all the answers. But what I do think is that when a child talks to an adult, they're not alone. They're not suffering alone. And at least they have somebody that they can find some comfort in, or at least the adult will maybe make them feel good. If this person is making them feel bad, at least an adult can make a kid feel good. And consolation prizes are very often very good. I can't, I can't, I can't take away this problem, but you know what? I can do something nice for you to make you feel better, just make your life a little easier. That, that, that works. That, just, just, uh, um, and of course, adults can try and find solutions as well. And adults need to. I think that if adult, any adult, the child comes to them and says, somebody's bullying me, please, please, don't tell them to ignore it. Investigate it. 
look into it, find out what's going on, because if the kid is already coming to you to tell you about it, then it must be at a point where they can't they can't hold it in anymore. And if that's the case, you really want to take care of it like pronto. Um, you can text into the show and ask ask solutions, but I think that the school needs to be be on top of it. Um, and and someone texts that uh, okay, let's take a call. How you're on the air? Yeah. There's a boy in my class, like I could go over to him. Let's say we're doing something, he always comes in, and he starts bullying us, and he makes believe like nothing's happening. He does, we say, no, we try, I, I listened to your show last week, I tried with you, said, go over to him, you say the good boy, like what that boy said, I could go over to him, he, he just, he bothers us and bothers us. We say, if you want to be part of it, then you can't do this, so... He starts saying weird things. We say he can't be part of it, and he starts fighting and this. What am I supposed to do? All right. So, so it sounds like he's he's. It sounds like not that he's bullying, but he's disrupting. In other words, it sounds like he's staring. He's like he's disrupting the whole, the whatever. And, and, and he's not getting it when you tell him that if you want to be part of this, then you have to act a certain way. Right, and he's not he's not getting that. He's not getting right. the message. So my question to you is, is there a teacher around that sees this happening? Well, not necessarily, but there are teachers around. Not necessarily someone that sees it happening, but there are teachers around. And so, so because if I was a teacher in that classroom and I saw this happening, I'd say, you know, something's wrong over here. Like, the, the kid, the, the, this kid is... is not getting it, and I would try and help the kid to to like figure out how to how to work it out with the class. So maybe you know maybe one kid yourself or somebody should bring it up to the teacher very privately and say this is a situation that's like really affecting us, and could you maybe like intervene? Because the teacher yeah. can talk to him maybe and 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 give him some tips or, or help him out maybe. Um, without making him feel bad, but just like try and tell him, you know, like, hey, buddy, you're not getting anywhere doing this. We can maybe change it up a little bit. Do you think that's a possibility? When you said it, we should go tell the teacher in the class. The thing is, it's not like my class. It's let's say my recess. When we're in the gym, it's not like he notices every single thing that's going on. It's not like he could tell what's happening. Yeah, it's one thing if someone goes over to him, but it's not like he notices everything. Right. So, but so that's why I said I give him the kavuschus. That if someone will tell him, you know what, tell the rabbi, you know, maybe this is happening, and maybe we could find a solution. Because a lot of times, we could just find an intervention or a solution that could help solve the situation. But when you walked over to the kid and you told him, you know, like, we, you, you, you're acting like this and we don't like it and, and we need you to stop, He, what was his reaction? Well, pretty much when he, he started screaming, he was like, no, it's not going to stop. And then he just started fighting pretty much. So he's, so I think that you might he need to... He started pushing and smacking, yeah, I don't know. So it sounds like, like he's, sounds like he's a complicated kid. So I feel really bad for him. I think that maybe someone needs to like 
bring it, point it out to the Rebbe and hear what the Rebbe has to say. Do you think that's a possibility? Yes. Okay, so let's try that and see how that works. And call me back and tell me if it does, okay? Next week? Yeah, call me back next week and let's get a report. We'll have, we'll, this will be a, 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 a week-to-week report. Let's see how that goes. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling. Good, good point. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. What's on your mind? Lower your radio. Okay, you have to lower the radio. Hello? Okay. When you call in, it's very important that you lower the radio. You don't stand near your radio because it interferes. Okay, if that person wants to call back from a different room, no problem. We'll be more than happy to speak to you. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Goodbye. Okay. <coughs> I think we hung up on you. Anyways, so I think that that's... Um, what are some responses a kid can use to answer back to somebody being mean to them? You can't be mean to me. Stop it. It's, it's, it's not right. You don't have the right to be mean to me. Or why are you being so mean? What, what, what's your problem? What did I ever do to you? You're being very mean. That, that's what they should say. You don't have the right to be mean to me. Stop it. And then what's the person say? No, I do have the right. Well, wrong. Eh. Wrong answer. You don't have the right. <laughs> that, that's what they should say. They should just, even if it doesn't solve the problem, but at least they opened up their mouth and they didn't accept it in silence and walk away like they have to accept it. I don't have to let you do this to me. And you're not going to make me feel like I'm a loser. I'm not a loser. And if you want to be mean to me, that's your problem. But I want you to know that I don't have to, I don't have to let you do it. You got to stop. And then, you know what? That, that's what you can answer. Or if you want to get really harsh, you can say, Hashem takes care of people that are mean to people. You don't want to do that. How you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Goodbye. Uh, I think you're having trouble with your phone. Maybe you should try like a cell phone or something. <laughs> um, that, that, that's the answer. And the truth is, if anybody wants to know how I keep my patience with people, that's how I keep my patience with people. person who wants to like do something, insult or, or, or do something to bother me, I don't let it bother me. Because what's, what's the point? I, I don't... <sighs> what do you do when you have a boss that's mean to you? Ah, that's a toughie. Well, it depends how much you need the job. Uh, um... And it depends how much you, when it talks about a job, then if you need the job, then sometimes you have to take it. But what you need to realize is, is only your employer, he's not your boss. An employer means he pays you to do work for him. A boss means he has actual control. And that's, you could quit your job, so you have control. So sometimes you have to take it. Garbage people have to carry garbage. That's their job. Hi, you're on the air. 
Hello? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I am I so good. I'd just like to say thank you for a beautiful show. Thank you so much for thanking me. It's a beautiful show because there are beautiful kids out there. But what do you think about our topic? I don't know. You don't know? What, 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 what would you say to somebody who's being mean? I don't know. See, that, okay, but uh, so I'm happy that you don't, I'm happy you never had that encounter, but, but the, the, the fact is, okay, I thank you for your call, though. Okay. But uh, how you're on the air, but uh, you're off the air. Uh, so, then someone keeps on texting in that Donald Trump is a bully. So the answer is, I think that Donald Trump is, I happen to know a little bit about him. He's not a bully. He's a bully in certain situations where he needs to get something done. I, Hillary Clinton needed to be bullied. I'm so sorry. She deserved to be bullied. And she walked around like so sure of herself. I'm very happy that he bullied Hillary Clinton. But he's, he, he does a lot of good things. And he, has, he wouldn't be so successful and effective in his life if he really was such a bully. And if he was such a bully, his children would not be acting. And they went to both of his ex-wives and they tried to get them to speak bad about him and they didn't. They said, there's nothing bad to say. He was very nice to us. Um, but that, but uh, I, th I, think that that's, I think that that's my opinion about that. Um, in that call, I think it is a must for the child to tell an adult. I agree with you and yes. That child needs to tell an adult. And I'm a little, little worried about the fact that the adults are not aware of it. <clears throat> if there was a situation like that going on at my school, which there was when I was principal, I was always on top of those situations. Those are things that we need to pay attention to more than anything. Higher on the, higher on the air. Hello? Okay, technical problems with our system tonight. But... Um, I think that that's 100% true, and I think that we need to have hypervigilance as educators to like pick up on these things. Anytime a kid is too quiet or a kid is too reserved, we need to like be on top of it to find out why. It may not be anything. Not every kid's loud or lively, but we at least need to give a kid an opportunity to know that there's somebody to talk to. Um, and I'm not saying that every quiet kid has a problem, but I'm saying that we need to like really be on top of it to like at least know what is going on with kids. I once had a situation that I, I had a, I was talking to a school psychologist about a kid and the school psychologist was telling me everything about this kid, what they had found out. He's not doing his homework and he's late to class and he's disrupting class and he's misbehaving in the dining room and he's misbehaving during tefillah. And the whole laundry list. And I said, okay, is there anything else can you tell me about the kid? Um, no, I think I covered everything. I said, is there anything else, anything else you need, anything else I should know? No, pretty much, pretty much that's, that's the story. So I hung up the phone. The reason why I asked the teacher the question was I spent one session with the kid. I did my investigation. I found out that this kid's father, fourth grader, had a heart attack, 
And his father was in the hospital for a long time. And then when his father came out of the hospital, his father was in rehab. Then his father was, they were living by the grandparents in the basement. <clears throat> he changed places where he was living. He, he, his father started being sick. His mother got, got very uptight. There were so many major changes in this kid's life. And this person in school knew nothing about it. So I was really upset. And then my phone rings. And this, this person calls me back and says, oh, yeah, I remembered. I, 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 there's something more I have to tell you. So I said, oh, Baruch Hashem, maybe she's going to tell me. She says, yeah, he had a, a, a big fight in the hallway the other day. I forgot to tell you about that. And he cursed out a kid really bad. I said, oh, that's, that's the other thing you remembered? She goes, yeah, that, that's what I remembered. So I, um, I said, well, this is what you need to know about the kid. And I told her the details about this, this, his home situation. So she said the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, that's like, I've heard a lot of dumb things, but it's, it's in the top 10 for sure. She said, well, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> because you're supposed to. You need to, you need to be interested and to understand. And when you see a kid doing something wrong, you see a kid having trouble, you need to ask yourself, why? When you see a bully who's bullying, the school needs to find out why. What is going on in this kid's life that he feels he needs to do that? Is there something that he's missing? And very often, it's not something they can control. Not something, and maybe they, they, they give them help with it. They'll be able to. They'll be able to handle it, but to not know, it's like that's like <clears throat> you know, person doing surgery on somebody, and 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 like, and and finding out afterwards, like that they're, they're giving them penicillin, saying like they they're allergic to penicillin. How am I supposed to know? Well, it's your job to ask. It's your job to find out. Those are the things you need to find out about kids. You need to find out what's going on in every kid's life. And if you see that something changes in a kid, you need to find out why. What's different? When I was principal of school, I used to call up all the time, two, three times a week. Is there something going on? Is there something that different? Because your kid's acting differently, misbehaving, or, 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 you know, kid looks very sad. And the only way I knew that was I used to say good morning to every kid every day and say good night to every kid when they went home at the end of the day. There was one doorway. <coughs> And kids came through the same door every day, and they left from the same door every day. Because no kid left my school without me saying goodbye to them, and vice versa. And there were a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids. Had to, had, that's the only way. And I was able to tell. And I looked at the kids. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't having phone conversations. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was acknowledging the kids. Higher on the, higher on the air. Uh, which I do. A kid, in, a kid in school, she always bullies me every day. I think, for how old are you? Ten. Okay, I think that I would confront them, and I would tell them to stop. Tell them they can't do that. And what are they bullying you? What are they telling you to do? Like one day they emptied out my briefcase. If, if a kid does something, that's not, that's not bullying. That's abusing you. If a kid empties out your briefcase, you need to like say... I'm not afraid to take action if you do something like that. You touch my stuff, you go into my stuff, 
You can't do that. I don't know what, 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 what planet you think you're from that you think that you can touch my stuff. But guess what? That you can't do that. And if you do it, then I'm going to take it to somebody who's going to do something about it. It's like, yeah. it's like you you can't. And even if you, even if the kid doesn't end up being scared of you, but at least you know that you stood up for yourself and you told this, hey, listen here, fool, you can't do that. I'm about to say that and she doesn't care. Doesn't matter. At least you stood up for yourself. At least the message got across. You didn't let that happen to you and just leave it alone. Most of the problems that happen when somebody bullies us is when we feel that we just left it alone and later we think to ourselves, oh, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I speak up for myself? Nine times out of 10, it's not going to help because the person's got a problem. But when you speak up for yourself, at least you don't feel like a schmatz afterwards. Okay, fine. Thank you so much. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry if I have to say this to you, but could we please stop knocking Rebaim and schools and teachers and whatever? You want to give advice, give advice because them to hate. But please stop knocking everybody. I think this is the first time you listen to my show. I never knock Rebaim. And I'm not knocking Rebaim. But uh, you with just all due respect, if a Rebbe is doing something, I didn't talk about it's anybody not. specific. But a kid called up and he told about a situation in school and nobody was doing something about it. And so one of two things. A Rebbe, I said, is not aware of it. The kid has to tell the Rebbe that's going on and the Rebbe will take care of it. That's not knocking a Rebbe. That's telling no, a kid now- that they have to... Uh, make a Rebbe aware of something. On the, on the contrary, I'm empowering the Rebbe, and I'm telling the kid that trust the Rebbe and use the Rebbe because the Rebbe definitely Praise will do something about it. So that the kids have their heritage for the schools. Please, please. I'm Thank trying to understand much. what you're telling me. So telling a kid to entrust a Rebbe and to use a Rebbe and help, ask a Rebbe for help is putting down the school? No, that's perfect. That's what I told that the kid good. to do. That was, that was what I no, told the kid now to do. He was saying that people, the principals, that you, when you were a principal, you were aware of what went on. But other principals don't. Uh, I didn't that, say that other principals are not. I was saying that not, that's what principals should do. The kids don't have- I, honestly, I have kids in schools, and I could tell you, I could tell you that there are kids that my, my kids' school, their principals are aware of everything that's going on. Okay, and I take well. for granted that that's well. all schools. That's true. But that's it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean well. it does. It doesn't right. mean that this should not be something that's promoted and spoken about. I'm not. I'm, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not speaking about anybody in specific. But this has to be the standard. And if I'm, you're calling me to criticize me for saying a standard, maybe that's a problem. How is that putting down a rebbe? If a rebbe doesn't, if a rebbe doesn't know everything that's going on in their class, that's okay. No, it's not. They should know, and they do know. So fine. So then there's, the then there's children, no problem with me saying it. Children, then there's no problem with inter- me saying it. Children will enter. When they hang up, they will say, oh, you see, my Rebbe Sadiq, doesn't know what's going on. I think on. that I understand what children will interpret. Children, children you're not my, talking to adults. You're talking to a children. And when my children friend, will interpret, if you interpreted what I said, and please, there are archives. In one week, re-listen to the show. And if you interpreted what I said as condemning the school, then you are interpreting it wrong, and children will not interpret it that way. I'm empowering the child by saying, and the child gave kavschus to the Rebbe and was very good, and I said, so 
the Rebbe can't see everything, then he, he has to be able to see this and you have to show it to him. So now two things happen. First thing is the kid describes it as a situation that's so blatant. Maybe it's not so blatant. The kid needs to know that maybe it's not so blatant. And the second thing is that the kid needs to know that the Rebbe, the Mora, the teacher, the principal is there. The other thing is kids need to know that the Rebbeim, the principals, do know them and they are approachable. And there's nothing wrong. 100%. That's right. That's so then good. what did there's I say wrong? wrong. With that. But don't say that they're not doing something. I did not say they're not if, doing if you something. you read between the lines. The I did not say. The fact the is, oh, I did not say they're not doing something. I said that they're not aware of something. You have to bring them aware of it. To say that they're not doing something, to, say, to take for... Take, to take for granted that they see everything and, and, and they're perfect. No Rebbe that I know, and I know a lot of Rebbeim, and we've never had better Rebbeim than we have today. We've never had better schools than we have today. The fact is that the greatest of our schools today is that they're constantly under Bikart in themselves. They're constantly checking themselves and they're constantly bettering themselves. And if there's something that they could do to make things better, then I'm a parent, I have seven kids in school, and they are willing and ready to hear. It's not about criticizing them. But not, not when you're talking to children. Talk to Why? the but don't Children need children. to know that the Rebbeim need to know things. Again, if a, children, if a child can't walk over to Rebbe for help... It means that they don't know it. They, 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 but the, the but a, so a kid needs to think that a Rebbe knows everything? Yes. That's a crazy. Has to know that. That's a lie. Yes. They That's a lie. Telling children... So why? Because the Rebbe's ego? Excuse me. If telling a, t- telling a child that they have to bring a Rebbe to an awareness about something, so what is that? So now the Rebbe is not perfect? Rebbe's not perfect. If a Rebbe doesn't know something, the child needs to know that it's okay to go over to Rebbe and say, you know what, something's happening. I need help. That's, that's why true. kids, that's don't, re- okay. that's why kids don't report things. You're, you're misunderstanding me. One has nothing you, you to do with said, You just said that a kid... That kid should not be able to go over to Rebbe and say, Rebbe, no, you don't notice this. This is happening. That. I didn't say that. They but that's what I told the kid to do. So, so, so backtrack for a second. This is, I'm, I, I am the most non-aggressive person. But I'm sorry, you just stepped on my, on my open nerve. This is what the problem is today. That, 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 that people think that kids should not be able to walk over and enlist the help yeah, you're of a Rebbe. I never said that. You did. They, they now, what's wrong with what I said? Every Rebbe for help. But we don't have to say to a child that if your Rebbe doesn't know this and this, there's something wrong with it. That we don't say. A Rebbe I didn't say there's something wrong with it. I said that they have to ask and he's them. trying his best. We don't have to give, uh, we don't have to give any bait for a child to have to think that the Rebbe is not doing his job. And there's something wrong with the Rebbe if he didn't do this or if he doesn't know this. So if we, if we, so if we teach, if we, so, 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 so I'm so sorry to say that if we tell children and we teach children that Rebbeim are, are beyond, beyond, uh, uh, beyond critique, then we're setting ourselves up for a very scary system because I, no, I employed no, many Rebbeim and children need to know that, that adults, there's certain things that Rebbeim that they have to speak up about. never have the ability to criticize a Rebbe. Chas not I said to criticize if a Rebbe. You want to give advice to a Rebbe? I said to criticize a Rebbe. I said to criticize a Rebbe. I said to criticize a Rebbe. It's not for them to know I that there's something wrong with the system. You know what? You know what? 
I didn't say to criticize a Rebbe. I said to bring a Rebbe, make a Rebbe aware of something. No problem. And I did, That's and you're no putting problem. words in my mouth. That's 100% the problem. There's no problem with that. But then to say that I, as a principal, I did all the good things. So when they, this kid says, hey, you know, my principal doesn't do that, or says something wrong with him. No, first we of can't all, do that. first of all, that's what we first can't of all, do. I don't know what I, 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 with all respect to you, I want you to please, I'm sorry if I hit a nerve. And if I said, so let me clarify something, please. I did not intend to say how you interpret it. So I'm going to clarify. I did not say I, as a principal, did all the good things. I shared something that I did as a principal, which 20 years later, I've gotten feedback has an effect and it's something that I as a principal really needed to hear and it was something that somebody taught me as a lesson that affected the way I did it and I think that that the the, the that I've shared it with have taken it all in the right way I wasn't boasting about myself that's right I, but I, I, I'm, I'm not I'd like to finish clarifying something because I don't want to go on record that people would think that I said what you said if I did come across that way I'd like to retract and I'd like to say that I'm not criticizing Rebbeim. I will say okay. it, and you can go back through all my archives. I said this a thousand times. We've never had better Rebbeim. Actually, was 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 taken off the board of one of these organizations because I said it in public at a symposium. And Rebbe Bender, who spoke right after me, said I was right. We've never had better Rebbeim. We've never had better Mechanchen. We never had more educated teachers than we have today, and we've never had better run schools than we have today. And 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 that's a fact. It's not disputed. However, part of that is the fact that we are able to we are able to to grow and help ourselves, and we've gotten rid of this idea that everybody's perfect. But children need to know that the person to trust in a school in an environment is the Rebbe. And if there's Absolutely. a situation, then they should go over to the Rebbe. And if they, if something is happening and the Rebbe doesn't see it, then that's something that's wrong. Not with the Rebbe, with the situation. And the situation needs to be corrected by the Rebbe being brought uh, brought, uh, uh, being brought to the Rebbe's attention. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Rebbe. And the truth be told, that it must not be as blatant a situation as the kid is saying, because I can't imagine I've had situations in my kids' schools and many schools where the Rebbe know exactly what's going on. And if you realize the story I told was about a school psychologist. It wasn't about a Rebbe. It wasn't about a Mora. I told a story about a school psychologist. And that was, that's somebody, it's their job to know. And how do they know? They speak to the teachers. And the teachers in the Rebbeim, they'll tell the school psychologist what's going on in the kid's life. But for a school psychologist to call me up, it was a story about a school psychologist, not about a teacher. Because that didn't happen with a teacher. I mean, it happened with a school psychologist, which I, I don't think she's working with in it anymore, thank God. But, but th that, so I'm going on record. I apologize if I offended you or if I said something, but I, I hope that I, I, I clarified that, that I wasn't saying what, 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 may have been interpreted and I will listen to the show and if it, in, in fact that I did come across that way that I will I will reiterate what what your your point and, next week. and I thank you very much as well and we're both on the same page 1000 percent again if I misinterpret you no please but I, I need you it. to call I, I need you to it. we're all on the same page we are and I so need like you to said, call me I'll come out the best today there's no I question thank you about for it. everything you do there's no question about it and I want you to know I appreciate more than you can imagine your call in to me because if Chas Shalom I did come across that way, it was very possible. 
I need someone to tell me. And for someone to just not let it go, to let it go and not tell me would be would be a disaster. So for me to be I able to clarify you. this and was very the, important. We're all on the same page. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Thank you so much for your call. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I, I'm ready, and uh, I agree with you, you know, 100%. That it's not, nothing to do with the rebellion. They don't feel that way. And also, I commend him for having the uh, this uh, the God for rebellion, you know. 100%. That's uh, something that I give. And I, I am so happy that he called. I'm happy that you called. I'm happy that he called because the last thing in the world that I would ever want to come across is criticizing the people who are, are, are keeping Klal Yisrael alive and are the only hope for Klal Yisrael. Our Rebbeim nowadays, I'm telling you, that, 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 that I, I say this a hundred times, and this is that nowadays a Rebbe, a, a, an Orthodox from a Yid can go into any vocation in the world and keep a kosher lifestyle. There's nothing they can't do, lawyer, doctor, anything. And for the Rebbeim to choose Chinuch with their level of intelligence, and there are some brilliant, brilliant people in the classrooms, and to choose Chinuch over pursuing the, 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 the tempting pursuits of all sorts of careers and everything, that's totally Shevet Levi. That's totally Mila Shemelai. Because there's no reason why they're choosing this over going and being a doctor or lawyer, they, 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 they'll whiz through colleges. You have to go see who goes to college. A bunch of monkeys. Okay. They could take, they take the courses and, with, their eyes, with their eyes closed. But they're choosing to invest their time, their effort, their koiches into being mechanic children. You can't even imagine the role that they play in, 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 in our future. So I'm the last person to criticize Rebbeim. They deserve... Every, every credit, and they put so much time and effort into the. Listen, my kids are my my Hakaras Tovis Chavetz Chaim Yeshiva. Every single Rebbe there is one by one, unbelievable, unbelievable. But the fact is, and not saying Chris, I'm saying the situation. Kids need to realize that the Rebbe is there for this, and and I appreciate his call. I appreciate your call, and I hope that hope that. Well, I have one more call. We're over time. Okay, thank you for calling. Hi, you're on, hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Okay. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. I'm honored to you because a lot of kids in school are telling me that like I'm snobbing them out, but like I don't really mean to. And so I think that's what you should tell them. You should tell them I don't really, I don't, I don't mean to do it, and I'm sorry. And if you point it out to me, then it will help me. Okay, okay, that's it. We're 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 ending the show, and we can pick it up next week. Okay.